everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, rather than going through some recaps of games, I want to talk about some players, some dudes, guys who are putting up big numbers to start the year. Who should we be looking out for? We are nearing the end of the first month of the season. Well, I guess, you know, three weeks because started a week late, but you get the point. Nearing the end of April, who should we be keeping an eye on? So, I will give you Six players right now who are making a case for their first MVP. This is this is something I saw in MLB. I thought it would be worth sharing. We'll also talk about some more players who are who are eye popping. So it's going to be all about players today. So we talked about this guy already a couple of days ago. Number one is Nolan Arenado. Nolan Arenado has been hot, and I mean that in more ways than one. You may have seen tempers flare at Bush Stadium yesterday when. He he kind of charged them out. I mean, he was thrown at, didn't like it, got into an argument, and then then tried to you know try to fight, try to fight the pitcher, and then benches cleared and everything. Not not uh, not what we want to see, but I think the Mets were just trying to brush him back, and he took exception. Arenado has been hitting really well, and was three for three on the day, and he he figured like, hey, what what gives? What gives? So Nolan Arenado is always going to be a gold glover on defense. That's what he's been his whole career. But with the bat, he's always going to give you power as well. This year, he's off to a phenomenal start in 11.55 OPS, 3.75 average so far in the early going for him. Next player is Manny Machado. Manny Machado is... So he's been in headlines recently because... After McGee got his 3,000th hit, people were thinking, who's next? Who could be the next player to get 3,000 hits? And Manny Machado's name came up because he's relatively young. He's not even 30 years old yet, and it feels like he's been with us forever. I mean, yes, it's been 11 years, which is a long time, but that's what happens when you make your big league debut at such a young age. And Machado is not 30 yet, but, you know, he could be the next player player to 3,000 hits because he has 1,451 hits on his career. So he's going to be at 1,500 hits this year. And I mean, yeah, he turns he turns 30 in July. So if he'll be at 1,500 hits before his 30th birthday. And he's someone who plays a lot of games. He's someone who stays healthy and has that durability, which you need, obviously. But as far as Machado, you know, he is carrying the Padres as Fernando Tatis is on the shelf. He has a 10-21 OPS, 366 average so far this year. Next player, Jose Ramirez, third baseman, Cleveland Guardians. So he's making a case for MVP in the early going. Obviously, none of this stuff really matters in April because MVP conversation doesn't shouldn't really start until like August. But his best finish was second place in 2020. And I mean... Some people believe he should have won it that year when Jose Abreu won it during the pandemic shortened season. But, I mean, other than that strange blip in 2019 when he had a horrific start to the season, he's been remarkably consistent his whole career. I mean, I mean, he's had four top six finishes in the last six years. And this year, he leads the majors in RBIs at 25. He's hitting 353. And he's locked in with a contract extension. I mean, he's the first player that the Guardians finally paid. Cleveland had never paid anyone substantial amount of money until they just decided to do so for Mr. Jose Ramirez. 
Next we have Juan Soto. So obviously, no surprise here. So Soto, he's only 23, and you know he's the, he's the, probably the youngest uh, superstar on on this list because uh, you know the other young guys, Acuna Jr. and Tatis Jr. are on the shelf. Well, obviously Vlad Guerrero. You know, I guess we should mention him. But let's talk about Soto right now. So he's the best hitter in baseball when you, when you just talk about hit tool and power combination everything I, w- I would say he's the best hitter um Mike Trout is just behind him uh I don't, I don't know he, he and Trout are, are one and two or let me say one a and one b and the beat goes on for him I mean right now he has three homers but expect that to be 30 plus once the year ends but you're getting an on-base machine for Juan Soto 431 career o- uh, OBP and he has a 414 OBP to start the year this season. And then we have a player who's off to a very good start and is a welcome sight for many, Francisco Lindor. He's off to a, a very good start this year and he needed it. He needed it. Uh, the Mets are winning. Obviously, when you are part of a winning team, that helps your MVP chances. And Francisco Lindor is at the center of things for the New York Mets. 854 OPS to begin the season. After a horrific season last year, he's looking to bounce back, and it looks like he's doing so in the early going. So I'm going to jump ahead to a milestone that happened last night, and this is a player who also deserves some recognition for not necessarily what he's doing in the early going, but you know we've talked about this before. Giancarlo Stanton is quietly on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Stanton hit his... 350th career home run last night. He is the seventh fastest player to do it in Major League history. And this is for a guy who is not a model of health. This is a guy who has already endured a lot of injuries and a lot of time on the shelf in his career, yet he has 350 homers on his in his career. He's 32 years old. And the thing about Stanton is, his kind of power, that, that that's a tool that sticks around with you for, for a whole career. That sticks with you for a long time. He's not, even if he loses some bat speed, he's gonna be hitting he's gonna be hitting bombs, tape measure bombs in his old age. And he, he's in great shape. I mean, I don't even have to say if he can stay healthy, if he can just do what he's been doing. I mean, he's had some some rough bouts here and there with injuries, but this is a guy who will give you a consistent 30 to 35 bombs a year. And at that pace, he's someone who really could contend for 500 homers when it's all said and done. And that would make him a very serious candidate for the Hall of Fame. Of course, there are guys in the 500 homer club who are not in the Hall of Fame, but most of those guys are out of the Hall of Fame due to connections to PEDs from the steroid era. Talking about a guy like Gary Sheffield, for example, who arguably should be in the Hall of Fame anyway. But Giancarlo Stanton hit his 350. I thought I would mention that he's quietly on that trajectory. Another player I want to discuss is someone who's been in the news lately for a stellar play. And people are asking, well, should he be in the conversation for top player in the game right now? This is Mr. Byron Buxton. Very polarizing guy. And there was an article the other day talking about how he has the highest war per game in baseball. 
over the last three years, I think, or like since 2019. But the thing is, when you add up the number of games he's played in that time, time span, it's only added up to like one season. Of course, there was a pandemic-shortened season that everyone had to endure. But the point is, Byron Buxton isn't on the field enough. I mean, there, and this, this goes for a lot of sports. There have been a lot of players who have phenomenal talent and, and put up big numbers when they're on the field. But it gets to a point where durability matters. It doesn't matter how talented you are if you're not playing. That's the concern, you know, with a guy like Byron Buxton. You can be the most talented player in the world, but what good is that if you're not on the field? I mean, we'll talk about you, but the whole point is to play. So that's that's the only issue with Byron Buxton. And, I mean, he's proven, he's proven that he is a walking injury risk. Like, he could, he could... Any given day, he could be injured and out for the season. Any given day. It's not even hyperbole. Just look at the numbers. How many games has this guy averaged in his career? He, The most he's ever played is 140. That was in 2017. And he hasn't ever cracked... He, he hasn't cracked 100 games any time since then. I mean, his second most was 92. He misses a lot of games. He misses a lot of time. But when he's on the field, I guess we, all we can do is enjoy it. I mean, the thing is when you see... A guy that's that talented, you want for them so badly. Everyone wants for Byron Buxton to be healthy, so we always give him the benefit of the doubt because we enjoy watching him play. But it's on him to prove that he can stay healthy. I mean, we'll, we'll enjoy him while he's there, but it's on him to prove that. I mean, the title for best player requires you to be playing. I mean, I would say at least you got to play, what, like hundred and. 20 games at least before we can start talking about that so until then byron buxton is just a fun player to watch but yeah that's where we stand folks those are the guys you want to be looking out for or the guys who have showed us something in the early going at least hitters i didn't really get into pitchers but talked about position players i could probably do another one on on pitchers but that's where we stand for today lots of great stuff going on if you enjoyed this Please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.